Testing, testing, we're doing a mic check. One, two, one, two, microphone checker. Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive or jog, whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings. Today is April 12th, 2017, here in downtown Spokane, Washington. Mustachio and I are broadcasting today from the 3H2 Humans office in the Liberty Building. On past shows, there were some complications. On some of the last shows, there have been some complications with sound, noise coming from the kitchen area and the outside of the office area and me (laughs) talking for a bit too long (laughs) and then so too long that's a relative term a better explanation would be longer than desired part of the new show format is to be a bit more concise and digestible with the content and one of the parts of that, of being concise and digestible, is shortening the shows. Mustachio and I had a little brainstorm this morning, comparing and contrasting the long episodes versus the short ones, the positive and negative aspects of them. And one of the main things that kept kind of popping up was that when we first began the show, the process was confusing and cumbersome. It took probably three times as long last season than it does this season. And each season, we want to optimize the process as much as possible. Experimentation! (laughs) Here we come! So in the past, we're figuring out how to post a new thread in WordPress and spacing the characters, putting stuff on the pages. These tasks were incredibly challenging in the past and now are much easier. I learned on the WordPress site to push shift enter if I only want one space. I didn't know that before and that's a weird command for spacing but who knows? (laughs) Little things like that. So I know shift enter and then the spacing of the documents becomes a much more fluid and enjoyable experience and that's what we want here at 3h2humans is a fluid enjoyable experience today's episode is season 2 episode 13 brian prepares for travel this episode was originally recorded on august 2nd of 2014 Brian and I were preparing for a trip to Hungry Horse, Montana and Glacier National Park. And I tend to get a bit of anxiety before going out of town or going on a trip, any big things. I tend to overanalyze many aspects of my life. So what's needed before the trip? What's gonna happen after the trip? What are we gonna do on the trip? All of these things and since then, I've recognized this about myself and I've talked about it with Brian and now on the air and it helps me to face my fear and face confusing emotions. Why do I get anxiety? How can I prevent anxiety? I don't want to be anxious and I don't want to have my anxiousness affect other people. So then in order to prevent it, I need to understand it. And that's what I've been doing for the past few years is understanding the fear and slowly brainstorming solutions. 
And that ties in to our listener challenge number 25. Confront fear each day this week. Dive in. Jump off the diving board and confront one aspect of life which is fearful. Reluctant to speak in public? Record a short monologue as means to take action towards removal of the fear. Small steps each day this week will lead to peace of mind next week. So this week's listener challenge number 25 ties into what I was talking about in terms of confronting anxiety. So that was my thing, how I feel before I travel. My fear deals with travel and all of the things that go along with that. Explore one's own little weird fear or quirk or nuance and be conscious to remove the thoughts of good and bad and right and wrong. Feelings are not good and bad and right and wrong. They simply are. It's a matter of why they are. This is worth conscious attention. Why is the fear present and what can I do to minimize its impact on daily life? That's this week's listener challenge. For the recording, coming up next, Brian and Leonardo discuss preparation for travel. Original recording, August 2nd, 2014. We will go over topics such as chores to complete before departure, why time off of daily life is important, destination Hungry Horse, Montana, destination Glacier National Park, and how trinkets first began. The story is on the website under the About section, and it was a trip to Hungry Horse, Montana, after receiving a little trinket that started this whole 3H2Humans thing. (laughs) So coming up is a bit of the history and the backstory of 3H2Humans. Announcements, five list listener contest. Visit the 3H2 office and chat with Leonardo on air about one's own unique five list from one of the categories on the website. Five will be selected to produce and air on an upcoming show. Now that we have upgraded to a spiffy microphone and are working towards soundproofing the office, this setup may be a better idea than recording from an iPhone. We are in the experimental phase and open to thoughts, suggestions as we move forward on this journey. And Mustachio and I think it'd be pretty neat to get some of the local folk here in Spokane to talk about their favorite items and movies, restaurants. Our objective is to bring out the beauty in culture. That's what the five lists about. They're thought seeds, which other people have created. And then it's up to us as individuals to plant them, nurture them and see what grows. And it's time to expand from the 3H2 inner circle. We want to welcome other community members. Send an email to uh, get more information. There's a question and answer episode coming up soon. Send in questions and we will create answers. And gratitude for those who support the show. Thank you to everyone who has left a review, offered feedback about the website and the radio shows. We really appreciate each little sprinkle of fertilizer on this project. (laughs) Okay, coming up is the recording, Brian Prepares for Travel. Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Good evening. Today is August 2nd, 2014. 
about 8 o'clock in the evening. Is it 8? <laughs> no. <laughs> it is 6. Okay. Well, it's 6 o'clock. I'm thinking 1800, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is 6 o'clock in the evening. Also known as 1800? Yes. That's the one. That's the 8. And we are sitting here in Spokane. It's about 95 degrees outside. So we've opted to turn on the air conditioner. Lynn didn't want to because it would interfere with the sound, but the brains of the operation, <laughs> that would be me, said, yes, we have to have air conditioning. We're not Neanderthals. And I can see your point that having a cooler environment changes mood, which... I don't get antsy. Yeah. And you know me and fresh air. I like cool, fresh air. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cool, fresh air, you and I are embarking on a expedition on Tuesday. On Monday? <laughs> Yeah. Tuesday morning, bright and early. Monday morning. <laughs> For the first time in over a year, Lynn and I are going on vacation, just her and I. So she's trying to push it off, but I'm not letting it happen. We've waited too long, and we won't remember in 10 years the time we stayed home to do yard work, but we will remember our experiences on this trip, so... My foot is down. My foot is down. We're going Monday. That or I go solo. (laughs) Okay, so to speak to that, where you say that we won't remember whether we go Monday or Tuesday, from my perspective, I think of how I'm going to feel when I return from the trip. You're going to feel fine. But I guess what I'm saying is if I haven't wrapped up my issues here, when I return, I'm going to already feel overwhelmed before I even come back it's a transitional thing well you've got like 48 hours to wrap those up fair enough because we're going monday morning monday at noon the car leaves (laughs) i've been waiting so long i've been working out of town for the last 10 months and then i go and work on the house and so we have no time for each other and my life has been extremely stressful both of our lives have been extremely stressful and so we are taking a vacation is the couple Lynn and Brian, and we're gonna have a fucking blast on Monday. Yeah, she knows. She's, she looks at me and sighs, and she's like, "Yeah, that we are gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm in." So Aww. she's in. That's so funny. That was the sigh. That was the all right. Forty-eight hours. Yep. And then what? Then do I get to relax? Yes. You get to relax for a week and a couple days. It's all it's going to be is relaxing and sightseeing and seeing cool stuff and being together. So I did want to talk today about kind of the what happens to me prior to us going on a vacation. And we're headed off to Glacier National Park in Montana. And a bit ago we went to Puerto Rico and it just seems like right before any major trip we go on, I kind of freak out. Yeah, you freak out pretty good. <laughs> you uh, get pretty, I would say in some instances, downright mean. <laughs> it's when she gets nervous for something, she'll, she lashes out. And then the second she's in the situation, she is more happy than happy can be. Okay, so... I'm a little unclear as to what lashing out is. Explain an instance of me lashing out. You'll attack me and my character, or say how you, you just attack people. But attack, that's a vague term. Yeah, it how is, do I because attack? Your, your actions are so varied. But they're never in a positive, happy-go-lucky, they're in a, the world is fucked. <laughs> I've got so much to do. We can't do this. Let's, you don't do anything. Let's just push it off. And But the second we actually embark on the adventure that you're nervous about, all of your anxiety goes away, and you look at me with those loving eyes, and you just say, thank you. This is awesome. So I don't understand. It's like a little kid before they jump off a diving board for the first time. They're scared shitless. It'd be easier to get off, but the second they jump off the diving board, they realize, how the hell did I never jump off this before? This is the most fun thing I've ever done. And then you just run and do laps and jump off the diving board as many times as possible. 
So your initial, so to speak, dip into the pool... <laughs> dip into the pool. ...is extremely difficult. <laughs> you, you just go into a, oh my god, a panic almost. Hmm. I get attacked a lot. But again, attack. Think of the continuum of the word attack. So attack on one end could be me physically punching you in the face. That's an attack. And then on the other end, it could be an attack of a, you have blonde hair. Like, could be something... That's a statement. That's not an attack. I guess that's what I'm saying, is all ends of the spectrum from statements which are interpreted to attacks or a full-blown physical assault. Like, there's... No, neither is the case. When I say attack, you emotionally bully people. I think I refer to it as when I'm being a dickhead. Yeah. When I'm just, like, no beating around the bush, that kind of... Yeah, you lash out with things that may not be the case. You stretch to find, like, we can't leave the yards in array. What are we going to do when we get back? <laughs> the yard is fucking fine, and it's going to look the same when we get back. It's okay. Life's not going to end because our yard isn't the greatest. I haven't reseeded the neighborhood and got rid of crime and... That's the objective, though, is to rid the whole neighborhood of crime, to remove all the graffiti, to pick up all the garbage, to trim all the trees, to feed all the birds, to water all the gardens. All that is not done. Thus, I get into attack mode. Correct. Why? Because you're nervous. Same reason the first time I jumped off a tall diving board, and probably you, you there's nothing you wanted to do to then walk off the diving board, but when you realize there's a line of kids behind you that wouldn't let you walk off, you didn't. So you stood there and stared at the water and nutted up, jumped off, and had a fucking blast. Like this morning, she was, we can't leave until <laughs> Tuesday. And she wanted to say, like, Wednesday or Thursday. I know it. Yeah. But no, that's not happening. After the year we've had of just, we need this so bad. And I know the second we hit the car, all your troubles are going to go away. And it's going to be what you need. It's going to be a breath of fresh air, and you're just going to say thank you. We're going to have a great time and grow as a relationship and see some cool shit and just have a fucking blast. And so, for me, I wanted to leave today. I wanted to leave last night. <laughs> Second work got out, I would have been in a car and leaving, but I opted to agree, okay, we'll get Saturday and Sunday, and... That was a stretch for me, because I'm on the opposite end of the stretch, but I am the first to jump off the diving board. <laughs> yes, you are. triple goddamn <laughs> flip, and I'm pushing kids out of my way, so... And I'm like, no, you go first. Oh, you go first. Yeah. And the kid that picks up little kids and just throws them <laughs> off and say, how fun is that, huh? So... I found a happy medium, but you're pushing your boundaries, and I'm pushing back. Monday at noon, this adventure embarks on the trip of a lifetime. So, one of the variables I've noticed in my nervousness, and I would like your opinion, is when I go on solo adventures, I don't seem to be as nervous. Before I go on those, I don't think there's as much of the bickering and stuff. I think it's, in part, me thinking of you and I together for that long of a period and for me to rely on you and like how you were so awesome today oh going to Victoria's Secret and buying me underwear and then using a chainsaw and fixing that tree that was outside it's like you manned up and handled shit and I feel very comfortable in that but then I wonder we're faced with the situation where I need you to step up and you don't, then what do I do? Do I? That's kind of what I worry about. Yeah, and, and that's what makes me laugh is because if the situation arises, I'm going to step up and you know it. So I'm going to make everything okay. And that's why every time we go on one of these and you get nervous, you walk out with a giant smile on your face and give me hugs and kisses and say, that was amazing. I'll come through, and I have no doubt in my mind. I'm just, I gotta throw you off the deep end. Monday at noon. <laughs> okay, well, what advice do you have for men who are in your situation, who have wives or girlfriends or, or, or even, not even to just limit it to that, but to people who are in situations where 
you and I are going to embark on a journey and my brain's different. So I'm worried about all these things and you're able to disconnect more easily and just have fun. Whereas it's almost like I get off on the worrying. Like I have to be worrying about something. I have to be doing something. Well, let's go into the root first and then I'll give advice. But I think some of your worry comes from you not being in the driver's seat. Anytime we go out, I, I dictate with input from you, but essentially I'm driving. I'm showing you where to go. I'm saying, let's do this. On a solo trip, you do what you please, <laughs> but not with me. <laughs> and I look out for your best interests, and I think I amaze you, but you're kind of nervous at, what if he takes me to a pig slaughter farm or some, some stupid like that? The scare of you not being in the driver's seat. And with that, my advice is, Comfort. You taught me this and I didn't know is make sure you find what would make, in our case, you, Lynn, comfortable. And so I know that and that's the back of my mind. But I'm still going to throw you through some uncomfortable situations that I know you'll love. That initial jump off the diving board. I'm going to strongly suggest, because I don't want to make you do anything, we go on a couple long hikes and... I know that you'll probably say, let's not, what if something happens? But the second we do it, you'll be ecstatic. And so we are going on a couple long hikes. And we're going to go fishing, fly fishing. But In... number... <laughs> Shh. <laughs> number one, though, is comfort. Know your partner and know what makes them comfortable and really go out of your way to make sure that's the case. But don't let them be so comfortable that they're going to miss out on something that they shouldn't or don't want to. But they think they do at the time. So, mm -hmm. know the big picture. Because women have a tough time seeing that. Because they're emotional beings. <laughs> and I can't speak for all women. I don't know all women. I know Lynn. She's an emotional being. She runs very heavy on the emotions. Whereas I am the opposite end of the spectrum. But I know that once she gets her feet wet, she's going to have a great time. But mm. copyrighted by Brian. <laughs> Those are my intellectual property rights. <laughs> oh, that was very eloquently spoke. And I think you hit a lot of major points in with partnerships, there's a certain comfort level. And I think that's one of the best things about our relationship is that we understand each other's comfort levels and there's enough love and admiration for each other, that's the zone we want to be in. And I think it takes reading the partners. You're pretty good at reading me. You can tell when I want fresh air or when I'm uncomfortable. Well, or... that's easy. You always want fresh air. <laughs> if I look over and you look kind of uncomfortable, I, my go-to is fresh air. <laughs> That's oftentimes a quick fix. Yeah. But I think that is important, is reading each other. And, and another important point I think you made, too, was knowing that fine zone of how much to push a loved one to spread their wings and fly and jump off the diving board, and similarly when to let them do their own thing. So I think it is kind of a, a fine line. Yeah. For this trip, we are going to do one recording hopefully every night to recap our day if you say it we gotta do it and i am i'm okay with that i'm actually looking forward to it especially talk about the experience that day and to have a record for 50 years we can go back and listen to our thoughts on what we did whereas i may remember one or two moments of the whole weekend or the week then we can go back and pinpoint all of them lynn's really good at record keeping and i've never done that and really kind of cool to go back and look at our pictures together. I mean, she takes 100 pictures every day. <laughs> so, essentially, we've got an exact replica of our timeline every day we've ever spent together. And I've never seen that before. And before, I was like, ah, I don't like getting my picture taken. But looking back at you three years later at all the pictures, it's actually unbelievably awesome. We can figure out what we did every fucking day. Yeah, that is, it's kind of cute, and uh, a couple days ago I was updating the calendar, 
And I had to research the dates for the trinkets, and I grabbed the old calendar, and I flipped through, and I looked at July of last year, and then two years ago. And it's all, brine this, brine that, brine... It's like you and I just doing stuff. Pretty much all of the last Julys. It's neat. I'm not really used to including someone so much into my life. So, over the long... I mean, think of the timeline of my life. I have records from, like, 1990 to now. I'm not a math whiz. How many years is that? She was, like, 35 at the time. <laughs> I was 35 at the time? In 1990. Because you're old. That's a joke. Aww. Because she's older than me. Oh, that's right. So, how old are you? 28. When will you be 29? Monday. Aww. So it's your birthday. Yeah. Okay, so that's another thing that I would like to Whoa. quickly touch on. I am not the best gift giver when it comes to birthdays. No, sometimes she downright <laughs> forgets about it. Okay, forgets or doesn't go to the store and purchase a bunch of crap that you don't need. Do you think I forget that it's your birthday? Do you think I'm unaware of your day of birth? No. Okay, then why don't I... Get you balloons and throw you a party and put sparklers in the air and... Because you don't love me as much as I love you. <sighs> but I'm trying. Okay, so I like to do different things. This last year, what did I do in lieu of giving you birthday presents? Made me work on the house. <laughs> From sun up till sundown. <laughs> Okay, that was that was a gift, yes. Made me buy dinner for everybody. <laughs> I'm talking about when did you open wrapped items from me in the last year? About two months ago. For what? Special day. I don't know, you called it my special day. And bought me like ten Patagonia shirts. Because she missed Christmas and my birthday. <laughs> and then she hid all my presents in the house one random day and said, find them. That was a nice treat. But on my birthday would be nice as well. <laughs> and I'm trying. So I bought a present from Amazon.com. And of course, it's not here yet. It's going to be Clinique lotion. Aw, <laughs> no, that's like how you give gifts. How so? Here's this shoot 'em up Battle 510 Xbox game you've wanted. Oh, you didn't want this? Well, mm, I better use it. Okay, for one, I'd like to ask an instance where that happened. I believe that's a fallacy. <laughs> Once again, she makes things up in her head and they're true. I think it was the fireworks. That was the last thing that you said you got from me. But that was a joke. Case in point, though, you were like, oh, I got you a present. It's all right. Why did you do that? Okay, so here's something that I really have to... It's so funny that I haven't been aware of, but is really hitting home. The differences of being raised in California and being raised in Spokane. I grew up with droughts and rolling blackouts and power shortages and water shortages. And here in Spokane is a land of plenty where it's run the water, like run the shower while you're mowing the lawn and watering that too and got every light on in the house and running. I'm like, holy shit. It's like a little flicker of, did you see how I freaked out? It was like, oh, yeah. shut her down, shut her down. Yeah, the fish flickered and we had like some dirt. <laughs> we had what's called dirty power. So a surge comes in either high or low and it, you're... Shit flickers, and Lynn just jumps up and starts turning things off. And it was back to normal. I don't understand. I'm not gonna pretend to understand. Okay, so we have a fish tank. We have living creatures which rely on a electronic power source. Do you know why they rely on power? The bubbles. And what else? The light. The heater. They're tropical fish. Oh, the heater. It's summer in Spokane here, so it's not that. But they they need around eighty degrees. So if it were 60 degrees, they probably wouldn't be too happy. I guess, so as you saw, right as that instance occurred, I was like, things rely on me, I have to act. I don't even think about it, I just do it. And blackouts aren't fun. And, and what did you solve? <laughs> 
potential now is another surge. So I agree with you that that was not a potential blackout, but it was a surge. And I suspect that it was a surge due to drawing too much power because this house was built in the 1920s. Although it has been rewired, I have no idea when the outlets in here are freaky. Like in our bedroom, there's one outlet in the entire room and it's about four feet above the ground right in the middle of the wall. So the way that these walls were constructed as well, cheaply and quickly put together with the mud and tape being exposed so the walls aren't textured, it was a slop job. So I guess my point is, I'm not 100% reliant on the electrical work of this house, and if having a high wattage use air conditioner such as that, the fish tank going and all these other power things we have, then I'm not really willing to risk it. So, Shut her down. <laughs> Take a deep breath. It'll be okay. It's another thing I've got to do for Len. She gets so wound up like a drum. She just freaks out. It'll be okay. I like that. She just acts without thinking. If she would have sat there for another ten seconds, she would have realized everything was okay, but... By golly, she had to turn off the one thing that was keeping us cool. <laughs> it's almost about five degrees already. <laughs> Saving the world. Sweating balls. Yeah. That you like that that's one of your quirks and you just act and you think about it after you act and sometimes it works out really good and sometimes it is just completely wasted effort and I think that's hilarious that is true I'll give you that that it's not a hundred percent win ratio no you're the kind of person that if you hired a maid to clean your house you would clean it before she got there because it was so she didn't have to see your dirty house I 100% agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, on a side note, though, I did want to bring up a listener challenge. Listener challenge! Woo, 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 woo. Woo. That I was thinking of for today, and it has to do with that lovely alarm, which was going off across the street. Just now we were speaking about acting, and acting without thinking. And then this morning I sent an email to the folks at the Kendall Yards Development Project. Explain explain for the listeners the situation. I think you explain it. Yesterday, when I got home off work, the uh, construction across the street, they're building residential condos or apartments, one of the two. Our view of downtown and the river is gone, which is a sad moment for us. Um, they put a like an alarm. It's got a strobe light and a... <laughs> <laughs> And it went off from 5 o'clock last night until about 2 this afternoon, just loud, and which we're the only house really across from it, so I think we were the only one affected, but it was annoying mm-hmm. as fuck. To kind of emphasize a point, where there, would you say that there are two audible levels of the alarm? One is a softer, yeah, and then there's that crazy blare. Yeah. So the crazy blare happened, and then the neighbor called the police, so he heard yeah. it when it was super loud. So it was like a softer, kind of consistent flash and audation from the evening until we were out in the garden this morning. Yeah. but So anyway, it was very annoying. <laughs> and so I'm going to have Lynn take it over from here. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to hear your viewpoint on the communication. Oh, well, I kept saying that we need to find out who did it, and I'm going to sit out front of their house. <laughs> and flip on my headlights and honk my horn for the next three days at them and see how they enjoyed it. And Lynn took the higher route and emailed the Kindle Yard people and told them that, hey, you know, this is annoying. Can you do something about it? I don't don't know your exact words. Go on. But what do you remember of my words? They said um, that it was annoying did I use the word annoying? No, but you used the word you're sick of it or something. <laughs> I was sick. I'm sick of it. Yeah. That would be funny. Alarm 
beep, beep, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> yeah. That would have been good. But she wrote, hey. Can, then they, uh, they called her and they came out and turned it down. But then Lynn wrote back, hey, I appreciate it. Your guys are doing good work over there. They're conscientious and, um, you know, they're doing good work. So I'll let you take over because that's the story in a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah, so the alarm was going off, and I had sent an email, and it was saying, hey, there's an alarm going off across the street, just a heads up. It's continuing with gusto. So I was trying to be, I was trying to be funny and light, lighthearted and to let them know that I wasn't angry, that, yeah, shit happens, but it's okay. And I asked if uh, someone could come out and slay the beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I will say that the folks at Kendall Yards quickly responded, so I'm very pleased with the response time. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> oh, you crack me up. Why? <laughs> because I felt like you just completely disconnected. I'm... Honestly, thinking my eyes are dry as fuck, and I want some drops. I know. Do you want to? You want to take a quick little break? No. We'll get some mind drops. No, keep going. We're almost there. Go on. They quick to respond. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with the listener challenge, what do you think the listener challenge should be? Jump off a diving board. Just do it. Go and have a blast. But that doesn't tie back into the alarm whatsoever. It doesn't have to. That's what's good about. It's like a. A seed. Hmm. Sometimes a seed planted is not always a seed grown. Hmm. I would say listener challenge is to find someone that annoys you and equally annoy them back. Just kidding. I'm getting death glares. That's not the listener <laughs> challenge. You don't do that. <laughs> at all. She loves me. She sighs, but she's... Uh, what am I going to do with him? What did I call you today? My love? Mm-mm. You did. <laughs> okay, that too. Goofball? No. When? I would call you a win. No, when. did When did you state whatever <laughs> I was? A couple times today. At a Flamin' Joe's. Get yourself a fried pickle and some hot sauce. As well as icy cold IPA beers. From Alaskan Amber. And Flamin' Joes. Flamin' Joes. <laughs> I don't remember what you called me, Flamin' Joes. Mm. That was pretty good, huh? Flamin' Joes? Mm-hmm. Don't push stop. And we're back. Men <laughs> wanted to take a break, saying that we've got nine hours of show to do, and I said no. I was saying one hour. So this is the dilemma I face. I, I kind of like just monologues. And again, it goes with adventuring and stuff. Why do I like so much to just do things by myself? Like a hermit. That's like my happy place. Just alone, running my own program where nobody else's variables are in the pot. That's a terrible perspective to have. Mm-hmm. It's because it's comfortable. There's no confrontation. So I, th- I think it's completely normal. But I think you enjoy it. But you enjoy this just as much. It's just a different way of enjoying it. It's a different experience. And you look back on this more fondly than you just talking to yourself. You think so? I have no idea. Well, I guess I'm thinking of other people that aren't you. So if I want to do interviews or pursue this journalism outlet, like when you were tapping yourself in the head and looking over in the corner and pulling on the curtains, and it's like if I was interviewing someone and they did that, I think I would call them out. I don't think I can just sit there and interview someone while they're completely disconnected. I don't know if I can do that. And then that's where the dickhead comes out. So then people think I'm a dickhead because I'm saying, hey, don't cover your mouth. Hey, like, I'm like the, the teacher with the roll stick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. And you shouldn't because I was completely connected. Yeah. I was in the moment. It's just, I was just doing little ticks. <laughs> Bumping myself on the head, or and it had nothing. I wasn't focusing on that. It was just happening. So, but I guess what you're saying is that 
So you're 100% in tune with your subconscious mind and you are 100% confident that you understand every body nuance which goes on within you? No, that's ridiculous. Exactly. So and that's the assumption I have with people. When I say, oh, hey, you're doing this, you're doing... Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, no. So rather than exploring that and thinking, okay, maybe there is a subconscious link or maybe something else is going on outside of conscious thought, there's just that immediate defense, like, no, I'm not doing anything wrong. No, everything's fine. That's so difficult for me to work with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's human characteristics. So no one's going to sit there with their hands in their lap. And if they do, I wouldn't want to talk to them because they're not a real person. But I think I do that. And, you know, even in sitting in classes or, you know, speaking with someone. So you know me really well. When I have a conversation with someone, am I on my phone? Am I looking off in the corner? Am I doing whatever? Or do I give eye contact and actually engage with people? You engage with people. Yeah. Whereas I hit myself in the head and talk to you, <laughs> you speak with your hands. Watch your hands when you talk. They're constantly moving. And I don't see if it's any different from this than this. Okay, I guess what I'm saying is because... Yes, I, I'm Italiano. See? I talk with my hands. Really? So I guess from my personal perspective, I feel as though I have a gift where people who let me, I can see into their subconscious thought. So when you're sitting there pounding your fist on your head, consciously, yeah, you have no fucking idea why you do that. But to me, it's like I can see that something's bothering you, that you are uncomfortable. And I've told you, yes, my eyes burn like a son of a bitch. There you go. So what you're telling me is, yes, I'm fully connected. Yes, I'm fully there. No, I am. My but mind is, because I'm listening to every word. There you go. Go ahead. I, there's no chance I'm right, right? Go ahead with your explanation. Emotional creature. <laughs> She's pissed about Monday. <laughs> no, I guess what I'm saying is, I can tell that you're uncomfortable, because I love you, and I know you, and it doesn't take words from your mouth for me to know when you're uncomfortable. Just like it doesn't take words from my mouth for you to know when I'm uncomfortable. So it's like I pick up on that. So when you pound your fist on your head, I can tell that something's off. And it's hard for me to just nonchalantly have a conversation when there's a need of yours which is not being met. That's why I wanted to put the brakes on, meet the needs, bring the comfort level back, and then proceed. That's what I don't like about a lot of interviews, is that it's so rigid. I mean, very rarely does someone say, hey, I'm going to the bathroom, or hey, I have to sneeze, or... I mean, humans have bodily functions and things which go on all the time. Like, sometimes they get hot and need to cool down with the use of air conditioning. <laughs> Rolling blackouts, water shortages! Right, yeah. <laughs> Tinfoil hat. <laughs> No wire in the mattress. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I was twitchy, but it wasn't because I wasn't engaged. Some days I've just given up on engaging with humans. I feel like there's no point. It's mm -hmm. so hard that it's not worth the effort. See, I think it's because within a conversation, if it's not perfect within your own means, that you overanalyze everything. That you couldn't just carry on a conversation with me just bumping my head. Because it would drive you nuts <laughs> to wonder why. Whereas you could just continue on and, and the conversation would go on and continue. And you'd get amazing conversations and insight and yada yada out of it. But Lynn's little brain would overanalyze why is he hitting his head and it would completely ruin the conversation for you. It does. Mm -hmm. I guess that's my point is that... I can't have conversations with people when they're hitting their fist on their head or talking on their phone or it's like I, I don't see the point of that. I don't see if there's another need which supersedes the conversation, why even have the conversation? Because those happen to everyone. Everyone does something. No one sits with their hands and I mean, I'm just saying. Don't say no one because that's not... 99.999% of the people probably will have a quirk like that. And if you can't get over it, you will. You won't enjoy any conversation. That's where I'm at now because I feel like I have so much 
like baggage. I've got a shit ton of baggage right now. And when I have a bunch of baggage, I can't deal with other people's fucked up shit because I recognize my shit so fucked up that yeah, I like mirror it. It's like every little irritating thing in another person just reminds me of all the irritating things about myself. Boy, that's tough to live with. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Best of luck. Power through it and you can do it. <laughs> like right now, it's, I'm noticing my left hand is just... Driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm just holding this... This little shelf I built. And it's just holding it. And she's going nuts on it. I mean, I just can't sit there with this fucking and not move. But it, see, you're missing the point. I guess the point is that it's not that you're moving. It's that I think I can see in your subconscious mind. And I think there's a need that goes beyond this conversation, which is not being met. And I think that addressing that need is more important than bullshitting about the weather, I guess is my point. Yeah. Good thing we're not talking about the weather. I guess it's not... Yeah, you can fidget all you want and stuff, but it goes back to the comfort level. Certain twitches and ticks and things like that are merely an outward expression that someone is not comfortable. And for me, it's hard to speak to someone if they're not comfortable. Because mood changes the neural pathways in the mind. So if a person is uncomfortable, that's going to shift the filters and that's going to change the information which comes out of the mouth. So I would rather speak to someone comfortable and have a pleasant conversation than speak to someone who's uncomfortable and then just diarying over everything in that conversation. I don't think that's the case. I think there's happy mediums for both of them. You don't have to be comfortable to have a good conversation. And you can have a good conversation in any instance. It's getting over... Maybe it's because I'm a simpleton, but I think you overanalyze everything. I do. it hurts you. I do overanalyze everything. I don't think it hurts me. Really? We've talked the last ten minutes off how it bugs you that I move? It just bugs me that I don't find other people who view conversations the same way I do. Sometimes I do. I will run into people, like a friend of mine... The first time I ever spoke to him, I was talking, he interrupted me and said, you have ADD, don't you? Like, those are the people I respect who, yeah, who gives a shit what I was talking about? He interrupted me to tell me what was on his mind, to tell me the thought which was dominating his thoughts, which that's what the conversation I think is best about. Whatever is the dominating thought, rather than just bullshit fluff. So... I guess that's where it kind of comes in, where I want to jump in and say those things. Like, oh, you have this. Oh, this is going on. And then talk about that real issue rather than the score of the big game. It's hard for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's pish posh. Self-diagnosed ADHD? Yeah, what is my diagnosis? Oh, I had a good one there for a while. What was it? I don't remember. Oh, it was... It's a list um, of a lot of things. WebMD is um, a bitch for Len. No, I don't. I haven't gone on WebMD in, since the diabetes... Scare, yeah. Yeah, that was the first time you heard me cry. Yeah. I was convinced I had diabetes. She didn't. <laughs> My blood was, like, better than normal. <laughs> the guy's like, uh... Well, I was quitting smoking cigarettes and chewing nicotine gum, so I had, like... Well, my appendages were tingling and going numb, and he just sat me down and said, All right, so you just have way too much nicotine in your body, and... Usually, I would say smoking is a bad thing, but quit the gum, smoke some cigs, figure out whatever's going on with you, and then try to quit. But quitting right now is not working. Because I was up front with him, too, and was like, yeah, this is a kind of a rough patch for me. But, yeah, got through it. Did not have diabetes. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But one of the real, per, at least I think is real, illnesses is the linitis, the once a monther. And you've been really good with me through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have linitis right now? Slightly. She's an emotional being and she's scared about this trip. It's been a fun couple days, listeners. 
but I love her, so I'm patient. If it wasn't the trip, though, what else do you think I would be nervous about? What would be the number two placeholder? Depends on the day. In this moment right now? 3H2. So weird, I don't even know what that is. It's a variety of everything. And where are we going? Forward. In Montana. <laughs> Hungry Horse Humans. Oh, Hungry Horse Dam. We're gonna go see where it started. Where what started? Everything. Us. Our journey. Your journey. Your life's mission. I was thinking more specifically the trinkets. <laughs> the trinkets. Yeah, I was looking too deep. How weird is that? <laughs> yeah, that was the, the first trinket that you gave me. I didn't want to give it away, but it didn't belong with me anymore. I was merely a conduit to have it gifted to me in Idaho, and then shortly thereafter, take it home to Montana and let it go. And that was so hard, because that little horse meant so much to me. But I realized it wasn't about the trinket. It was about the emotions, rather than the physical object, which represents emotions. You taught that to me. And you really helped me with my hoarding. Me I've... too. You made me throw away everything. <laughs> Since we've been together, I've been a minimalist for the most part. Yeah. What objects would you say, though, that I hoard? Trinkets. Anything else? Um, office stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do. Knickknacks. <laughs> I would say not really, though. For how much shelf space we have, we have a lot of empty shelves. No, we don't. Really? They're covered with something everywhere. And all of your knickknacks. <laughs> What's that up there? The truck? Yeah. <laughs> my truck that my grandpa gave me when I was a little kid. I have one thing in this room. What's that down there? The alligator head? Yeah. Mm hmm And what's that in the little container thing? I don't know. <laughs> I can see it. You want me to point out your stuff? <laughs> do we have enough time? Aw, do you feel like your stuff isn't represented enough in our home? <laughs> you look at me like, this is our home? <laughs> have you been in the laundry room? Whose shit is taking over the laundry room? Who's going to make me bring that all back to work? <laughs> it's not even my shit. It's my fucking, I was leaving a job site that I was on the last ten months. And? It's in the laundry room, staging for me to get it the fuck out of here. I do have a drawer. She was nice to give me a drawer. So she just shoves all of my stuff. I don't even know what's in there. It's just the drawer. Uh, okay, so that is a side subject. Before we go on this trip, I would like you to organize your clothes and all your stuff and... No. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give the fucking tiniest of any shits. I, I am know. not going to spend time doing that. I don't give a fuck. Give me one drawer. I'm happy. I'm happy as a clam. I know, but I know where your stuff is better than you know where your That's stuff okay. is. That's okay. I like asking you. It's fun. <laughs> and then when I forget I have it and then I find it, I get excited. So nope, I'm, nope, I got better things to fucking spend my time on before Monday afternoon at noon when the train leaves. All aboard the Happiness Express. Ding, ding. Boy, you know, I'm trying to have a conversation with her, and she's just rubbing her eyes. I know, I can, like, feel your eyes burning. Now my eyes burn. That's okay. Do they look red? Yours don't. Yours never red. Eh, I shouldn't say that. Sometimes she gets allergies. The sneezers. It's the sneezers. <laughs> now I'm... <laughs> So recently I've broken my hand, and so it's in a cast, not a cast, an air cast, like two of my fingers are immobile, and so I'm still getting used to it, so I've been banging my head with it. I pick at the motherfucker and bang my head, and it's just new to me. How did it happen? It's for a later radio show. How did it happen? It's for a later radio show. Okay, fair enough. You gonna try and squeeze some blood out of a rock, because it's not gonna happen? No. I don't believe in that. I just think my motto is nip it in the bud. Turn that air conditioner off before the rolling blackout happens. No, it's not. Nip it <laughs> in the bud. It's one instance. 
We're going to go have happy fun time for a week and a half. Let's leave tomorrow. Nip it in the bud. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> I'm giving her kissy faces and she's not returning them. There she goes. She's just staring blankly at me as my body temperature rises to 100. Oh, uh, okay. So on a side note, <laughs> when we wake up in the morning, sometimes I just stare at you. Mm -hmm. Why do you think I I am just so fascinated? I just stare at you. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I have no idea. That's I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend to know. Don't care. It just happens. It's one of those things. It happens. How does it make you feel? Depends on the day. Sometimes it's really weird, and sometimes I like it. She's a goofball. What would you say would be a number one area of improvement for me? Finishing things. You're like a puppy. Halfway through, you get distracted and go somewhere else and do something else. See things to completion. You almost didn't finish college, but I bugged you enough every day until you did. Which, you may think it's bullshit, but you were fucking two classes away. It'd be dumb not to. It'd been dumb to just conform. And then have the aliens knock the diploma off the wall in the middle of the night. Well, regardless, you have a diploma on the wall. Not anymore, it's in a drawer. Yeah, but you got a diploma. And I didn't throw it away. You better not, because I would have ordered another one. <laughs> okay, so see through completion. Why do you think I fall short of completing tasks? Scared to jump in. You know, if you complete it, it'd be good, but you're scared of what that means. It's like you didn't want to go into caves in Puerto Rico, even though you knew they were going to be awesome. I can't tell you why you're scared. I got, that's not for me to know. That's for you. So, you not be scared and just keep going. See what happens. It's never anything bad. It's always positive in some aspect, running from it. Mm hmm. True, true. I like your true, true. Okay, so tomorrow is Sunday. This is our big day before our trip, as we are leaving Monday at noon. Choo-choo. What is your advice for me tomorrow? What do you think I should prioritize to finish tomorrow? Clean up the house. I'm going to mow the lawn in the morning and then go down to Pullman and finish up a couple things and bring a load back. Kind of clean it up for people that want to walk through and see the house. You need to get this house in order. You need to get that table back where it belongs. <laughs> get all your scattered shit everywhere because... <laughs> The big thing, if we come home and the house is in disarray, you don't like that. Mm -mm. So get everything in its place. That's all you have to do. She keeps talking about she's worried about the fish. and worried. We have an automatic fish feeder that keeps them alive. And we also have automatic watering for the garden. We're good. We could leave for a long time and be alright. Get your shit in order here. Get your notebook for writing. Bring your computer then when I get back, we can go through all our shit to make sure we have it. But for you, make sure you have what you need. So you're going to need your notebook. You're going to need your computer, the big one, or the little one, whatever you want to bring. And you're going to need your phone, the three you're going to use. And just make sure you have those. Triple check them. <laughs> you know I will. Yeah. But just <laughs> make sure everything gets put back. And it'll take you an hour. Well, it'll take me an hour. But hers can take like nine, <laughs> and I don't know why. Just, but it looks damn good when I'm done. Yeah, it does. It does. But that's my suggestion. Follow through with that. I don't think it'll take you that long. I think you're right. But make sure you have everything that you need. All I need is you. Well, then let's get in the fucking car <laughs> and go. Because I'm ready. I was just kidding. I know. <laughs> so... That's what I think you can do tomorrow. Well, on that note, what was the listener challenge again? To bug someone that bugs you. No, that was your fake one. Oh, okay, that was the fake one. I don't remember the listener challenge. Oh, to dive in. Oh, I thought you ixnayed that one, too. No, yeah, just your passive-aggressive one. Jump off the diving board, <laughs> jump in, take a splash in one aspect of your life that you fear, or you fear the consequences. Just try it. You'll be okay. Unless it's something really fucking weird, like well, rob give, a bank. Give an Don't example of something that you'll do. So what would be your one just dive right in? I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to clean up everything here. I'm going to get up and mow the lawn and weed whack and drive back to Pullman and 
work on the house for a little bit. Just dive right in and finish it? Yeah. Get the fuck home. So we can take out all the camping shit and make sure we have it. Because I've triple checked my fly fishing vest. We're good there. Mm, and you got me a vest today. It, it fits perfect. Mm -hmm. My vegetarian girlfriend's going to be a fly fisher. <laughs> She's not going to hurt anything. It's going to be awesome. The fish are going to like come up and like rub on her ankles. And like <laughs> she'll pet them and stuff. She won't even have to catch them. They'll just swim to her. Pet them and they'll swim off. And I'm glad you got me the forceps to uh, push down the barbs. Mm -hmm. And today Brian taught me how to push down the barbs and mm -hmm. I want to fish with little impact as possible. Mm -hmm. Let's also get the hook out of their mouth. That's a big one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Alright, well did you have any other uh, final thoughts? Yeah. We are going to have a blast on Monday at noon. Woo woo! Party woo -woo. time! I guess not really party time, more relaxed time, huh? Yeah, I don't want to party at all. Yeah, me neither. I want to wake up and lay in the sun, go on hikes and take pictures of animals and fly fish and eat cheese and crackers and snuggle you. Mm, it's going to be lovely. All right, well, uh, yeah, listener challenge, so dive right in. Give it a go. Yeah, because like Brian said, it's really not that bad. Positive things do happen when chances are taken and when the comfort level is tested but not blown out of proportion. So... Brian and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.